In this episode, we're going to be patching CentOS and Debian systems against glibc get host by name function bugs. System library security bugs present a special case where even though you might have patched the bug, you're still likely running vulnerable code unless you reboot your system. I just want to give you an overview of what we're going to be talking about today. On January 27th, 2015, an announcement went out about a security issue in the glibc get host by name set of functions. Many Linux distributions are affected by this, and one thing is clear, this is both remotely and locally exploitable by applications that do DNS resolving against glibc get host by name set of functions. If you're running RHEL or CentOS up to including version 7, then you need to patch. Same goes for Debian 7 and Ubuntu 12.04. In this announcement, there was even a mention of a proof-of-concept exploit that spawns a remote shell via a specially crafted email. There's actually a fantastic analysis of the issue, linked to in the episode notes below, just in case you're wanting to get into the guts of the bug. In fact, I've also included all of my research links in the episode notes below, so hopefully you'll find them useful. Since there's so much good information already out there about this bug, I wanted to really focus on the patch workflow and how to verify that you're safe. It's really important to patch your systems, but if you don't have time to reboot after the patch, then I wanted to explain why you need to restart applications which touch glibc get host by name, because they could be linked to an older vulnerable version of the get host by name functions based in memory. I plan to show you how to check and verify that each of your systems is up to date. The failsafe method would be to install the patches and reboot, but for many this isn't feasible, so I wanted to show you a potential gotcha. My hope is that this episode will be generic enough to serve as a pattern, which can be applied to all types of system library bugs. For the demos today, I fired up two virtual machines, a CentOS 7 box and a Debian 7.4 Wheezy box. We're going to step through the process of patching both these machines. Then I'll walk you through why the issue is complex since we're dealing with a system library. Before we get started with the demos, I should mention that I'm using Vagrant to launch these virtual machines, and I've included the Vagrant file in the episode transcript below. If you do not know about Vagrant, it's a type of wrapper around traditional virtualization software that allows you to automate many of the manual tasks associated with launching test environments. Be sure to check out episode number 42 where I give a crash course on Vagrant. So in the first terminal tab here, I have a CentOS 7 machine loaded. And then in the second tab, we have a Debian 7.4 Wheezy box. We're going to work through the process of checking our systems, installing the patch, then verifying the patch works as expected. We'll also investigate why a reboot is likely important, because many applications launched before we installed the patch will still be linked against the buggy glibc stored in memory. I found this great blog post by Matthias about the issue. And these couple paragraphs here inspired me to create this episode. There's also a pretty good thread on Hacker News about this too, where I made the suggestion of using list of open files via Matthias's blog post. And Joss Wright had a nice follow-up about using grep to filter the information down. I just wanted to compile all of my research on this topic and tests into one place so that I could share them with you. Links are in the episode notes section below. Okay, let's get started with the demo using our CentOS 7 box. Let's first verify that we're running a vulnerable version of the glibc package by running rpm query info glibc. We have glibc version 2.7. Here's the Red Hat release. This will change when we upgrade. And this package was built on December 18th, 2014. So this gives us a starting point, something that we can compare against. You can check out the link to security announcement from both Red Hat and Debian to see if you're vulnerable. There was an example C program from the technical analysis posting I showed you earlier, which you can copy to your local machine, compile, and then run to see if your machine's vulnerable. I've already done both these steps on our virtual machines today. 
And this is what this ghost 64-bit binary is. And running it returns a vulnerable notice. Okay, so let's update our system by running sudo yum clean all. I'm not sure if this is actually required, but generally I like to clean the package cache before I do an update. Then let's run sudo yum update to get the latest packages. Great, it looks like there's an updated glibc. If it's been a while since you've installed any patches, you might want to review if there's anything else included in the listing here. But I've just accepted the changes. Great, and it looks like our updates are complete. Let's verify we have a fixed version of the glibc package by running rpm query info glibc again. We have glibc version based on 2.7. Here's the updated Red Hat release. You might notice that before this ended in a .3, where now it's a .5. And the updated package build date was January 27th, 2015. And this is the one we want based off the vendor's security announcement. But let's check out the RPM change log for this updated glibc package, just to be sure that it includes the change we're looking for. We can run rpm query changelog glibc, and let's pipe the output to head, since the changes are likely right at the top of the file. You could also use something like less too. As you can see, the changelog mentions that it includes a fix for what we're looking for. So at this point, it looks like we're in good shape, but let's verify our vulnerability checker from the security announcement agrees that our system's actually safe. Great. Looks like our system's patched, since the package has been updated and this return's not vulnerable. But is this really fixed? Well, this is the potential gotcha that I wanted to show you. Sorry that it took so long, but I wanted to set the stage so that we could play around. The issue is that all of our launched and running processes before our glibc update are still using the older buggy version of glibc stored in RAM. What I mean is that when you launch something like a web server that is linked against glibc, it will cache the library in memory. So even though we updated glibc on disk, many of the existing processes on our system are still running the old buggy glibc cached in memory. You might be wondering why the ghost test script actually returns not vulnerable. And this is because when it runs, it starts an entirely new process post glibc update, and that checks against the latest version of glibc from disk. An easy fix is just to reboot the box, but there are many situations where you need to schedule maintenance windows. So how do you find these processes linked against the buggy version of glibc so that we can manually restart them? Well, that is where Mateus's blog post from earlier comes into play. We can use this list of open files command where we grep for libc and print out all of the process names that are likely linked against it. This should give us a pretty good idea of what we're dealing with. Okay, as you might have expected, the list is actually pretty long. So this libc bug is remotely exploitable. Let's verify that some of our network connected services are actually updated, like we think they are. Let's pick on the postfix mail server here. This master process is part of the postfix mail package. Let's find the process ID using pid of, then run lsof, let it know that we want to focus on a specific process ID, then pass in our 1074 process number. Whoa, there's lots of output here. Let's just filter this down by piping it to grep. DEL just so happens to be a list of open files type for processes with a deleted memory map. So what you're looking at here is a network connected postfix process linked against the old lib files, and you can see libc here. So I guess what I'm getting at is that even though we verified we're running the latest glibc package and our vulnerability test script says that we're okay, this does not in fact mean that our system is okay. I'm not sure if postfix is exploitable or not, but I think there is a false sense of security out there. That all you need to do is patch and you're safe. This is not the case, because as you can see, we've patched our system, but we have a network connected process which could still be exploitable. You need to either restart all of these processes linked against the buggy glibc, I would focus on network connected ones first, or a much easier solution is probably just to reboot.
This isn't a new issue, and there's actually tools out there which make this a little easier to deal with, rather than lugging through lots of list of open files output. On RHEL and its derivatives, you can use the needs restarting utility, but it's not installed by default. Let's install the yumutils package, which includes needs restarting, so that we can play around with it. Now that we have that installed, let's run sudo needs restarting, which will hopefully tell us all the running processes linked against old libs that need restarting. As you can see, we have much prettier output, giving us the process IDs and the command paths. Personally, I find this a much more intuitive view into the problem, and this allows you to go through the cycle of restarting apps as needed. However, let's just reboot the system so that we can see what a clean slate looks like. And through the magic of video editing, we're back. So now that we're back, let's just verify that we're in an okay state. Let's run our vulnerability checker script, and then let's view the package information again. Okay, so it looks like our system is patched. Let's do the final test and run the needs restarting utility again, and there is nothing returned. Let's also check out the postfix process again by running sudo, list of open files, specify that we want to review a process ID, and get the PID of master. And let's pipe the output to less. If we search for instances of libc, you'll see that there's this mem type, where this used to have del. This just means that we have a memory mapped library where before the memory map library was deleted due to our software update. So I guess if I was going to sum this up, I'd say the lesson is that when you're dealing with library security bugs, don't trust that you're in a safe state until you reboot, as there's likely running processes against the vulnerable code. This also has themes that reach back into the OpenSSL Heartbleed bug. So I just wanted to put something detailed together which will hopefully explain the process in depth. So let's switch gears for a second here. I thought it might make sense to cover Debian too, since this applies to Ubuntu 12.04 as well. And it just makes for a thorough look at the tools they use to find processes using older version of libs. So let's switch tabs to our 7.4 Wheezy box. Let's just check the version of the libc6 package. You'll notice that this 7.4 Wheezy box and Ubuntu use the libc6 package name rather than glibc, just something to keep in mind. The version installed is vulnerable. You can check out the associated vendor security announcement links to in the episode notes below. Again, we can run our ghost vulnerability checker tool, and it says that we're vulnerable. So let's go ahead and update our system by running sudo apt-get update. This will download the latest package metadata. Then we can run sudo apt-get upgrade. This will upgrade the packages on our system to the latest levels. You'll likely notice that on the test system here, I haven't run updates in a while. So there are many packages to be installed. I've just sped up the video a little bit, and a few minutes later, they're all downloaded and installed correctly. Now that that's done, let's verify that our libc6 package is at the correct revision level. This version rev matches what was in the vendor patch announcement message, so I'm pretty confident at this point. But let's run our ghost vulnerability checker tool again, and this time it says we're not vulnerable. I should mention that I tried to check the libc6 changelog by running sudo apt-get changelog libc6. But I received a 404 not found error message saying that the changelog download failed. I'm not sure if this was because the package was just released or what, but it looks like we cannot review the changelog like we did on our CentOS box. At this point, you might suspect that your system is patched against this nasty bug, but you likely know better now. So let's run the Mateus list of open files command again, grepping for libc, and also anything that matches Dell, since we know that this means libs that have a missing memory map. This list looks a little shorter than our CentOS box, but there is still some network-connected processes, which are running vulnerable glibc code. 
let's go ahead and pick on RPC Bind in this case. I should mention that I don't know if any of these are actually exploitable, just that this is something that you'll want to watch out for. So let's run sudo, list of open files, specify a process ID, and tell it that we want to use the PID of RPC Bind. As you can see, we're indeed linked against the older version of the libc library, denoted by the del, compared to our current library, denoted by the mem type. Okay, so let's bring this episode full circle. So on our CentOS node, you notice that we use the needs restarting tool to tell us information about processes that need to be restarted. Well, Debian has a similar tool called check restart. To use it, you also need to install an additional package. So let's do that now by running sudo apt-get debian goodies. Once that's all done, you can run sudo check restart-v. And this will tell us all the currently running processes with deleted files. As you can see, there's a ton of output. So let's just run the same command, but this time piping the output into less. As you can see, there's 17 processes using older versions of upgraded files, things like DHCP client, RPC stat, and SSHD. Again, if you can't reboot, I would focus on processes that are network connected. But to be honest, a reboot is likely the best course of action. So let's reboot the machine. And through the magic of video editing again, we're back up. So let's just verify our package is still the correct version and that our vulnerability check tool says that we're in good shape. Now that we've rebooted, let's run sudo check restart v again and see if there's any issues we need to fix. Nothing. So as you can see, a reboot is highly recommended after security issues like glibc. I hope you found this episode interesting. It's the sort of a spur of the moment as I was doing tons of research on my own to see the impact on my systems. Needs Restarting and Check Restart are actually really handy tools for these sorts of security issues. So I hope you found the episode informative. Alright, that concludes this episode. Thanks for watching. Have questions, comments, or concerns about this episode? What about episode ideas? I'd love to hear your feedback, either good or bad. Shoot me an email, justin at sysadmincasts.com. If you would like to get notified about future episodes, please subscribe to my mailing list. You can do this by going to the Get Notified link in the header and entering your email address.